operating system, quote unquote, the business was running. Because some of them are very large companies, so they probably had some sort of system, and some did not have a system. They were just like figuring it out as they went along, right? And I do think once you go beyond a few, maybe a handful of people, five, ten people, if you don't start putting this stuff into place, it's going to become very challenging. Right? It's no secret that real estate is one of the best investment vehicles out there. But how can we determine which strategies will best align with our financial ambitions? Well, you've come to the right spot. Whether you're an active real estate entrepreneur, a passive investor, or looking to get into real estate investing, our goal is to provide investors with insights and strategies for building our portfolios all while protecting our capital. I'm Daniel Nichols, and this is the Two Smart Assets Real Estate Investing Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Today, my guest is Jens Nielsen. He's an entrepreneur and investor who has been a founder and co-founder of multiple private real estate investment firms over the years that have been involved in the accumulation of over 2,400 apartment units valued over $200 million. And today, we're going to learn about his experience with systems implementation as a real estate investor, how systems can help streamline investing processes, the system that has had the most impact on Jens' business, and his outlook on the real estate investing landscape for 2024 one quick thing before we jump into the episode, we've recently put out a resource that I think you will find valuable. We all know the best learning lessons come from our mistakes, but what's even better than that is to learn those lessons from other people's mistakes. In our latest video series, I share some of the major missteps I've made as a real estate investor and how you can avoid falling into the same traps. To learn how to avoid these mistakes and save yourself time and money, go to upstreaminvestor.com forward slash mistake to find our latest video series. Once again, that's upstreaminvestor.com forward slash mistake. All right, the time has come. I hope you enjoy this episode with Jens Dilson. All right, Jens, we are rolling. It's always great to see you and excited for our conversation today. Actually, the last time we had you on the show, I was looking back, was September of 2021. So a few few years back. So uh, welcome back to the show, Jens. Oh, thanks, Danny. I really appreciate it. Yeah, that's like two and a half years ago. I can't believe it. <laughs> it's crazy how time flies, right? Uh, it seems wow. like it wasn't that long ago. But uh, yeah, and I, I remember having a great conversation uh, with you then. I know we're going to have another great conversation today. And actually, we're going to peel back the curtain a little bit about on your business, talk about systems, kind of uh, how you've implemented your business, what you're doing, and, and that kind of stuff. But to give some context to our listeners... Uh, you're a systems guy, right? You had a whole career in uh, uh, systems implementation and management. And so you've really got the pulse on on systems and how they work. Uh, and then you've transferred that into the real estate business, right? You went and started your own private uh, real estate investor firm and kind of use those in your business now. But to go back to your career, what I want to touch on the importance of you know systems and kind of what you learned about the importance of systems during that part of your career before you got into real estate. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, I have a 27 year telecommunications slash IT career that I retired from a few years ago. And, you know, obviously in IT, you need to implement, well, we're implementing system, right? I have a master's degree in system, uh, database system and so forth. Right. So it was everything I learned from day one in my career was what was systems. And I think one of the key things that I learned early on, right, was repeatable processes is so important, especially in IT. So if we were installing new computer systems or telecommunication system, we want it done the same way every single time. So there wasn't any, you know, if we went to a new customer, there wasn't any question about how that system should be implemented. So I have probably written hundreds of standard operating procedures on how do you go about taking a new computer, a new database, a new 
server and, and, and install it from, from scratch. So it's the same time because, hey, it creates consistency. I don't have to guess when I'm doing the implementation and I can hand that over to a junior employee when that person starts, he and she can just follow that procedure and get it done, right? So it really, it really helped me early on and in my career to do that. And I thought that's how everybody operated, but I realized that that's not necessarily the case. And we can go into what I saw happening in the real estate side when I got there. You know, what? Well, yeah, and exactly. I kind of want to just take that and go with it. That's a great point. You know, because you know, you transition into a real estate career, right? Uh, uh, building real estate private investment firms uh, once by yourself, and now again with a partner, right? And so you've you've done this a number of times, which is is no easy feat, right? Especially on your own, right? That takes a lot of work and a lot of effort, and there there are many hats hats you have to wear uh, to accomplish all of this stuff, right? So, uh, yeah, I kind of want to take that and and kind of roll into your real estate uh, investing experience or building your real estate business, right? And what you saw in terms of, you know, getting into that business and where these systems or where you could implement systems to help you through uh, build your business. Yeah, so when I started, right, I was I took a very much like a linear approach. Like, okay, let me start underwriting. It's like, okay, here's here are the numbers. Let me start looking at how many units and here's the, the schedule we're going to turn them at. And this is how much it's going to cost. We both know that that's not how reality works, right? <laughs> you get into a property and everything changes along the way. So I did have to adjust to maybe not be quite as rigid as I initially was in, in, in around like our oh, schedules and when people are going to move out, how we can raise rent, how we're going to turn units. So there definitely needs to be a level of flexibility there. But I did... You know, instead of just being so rigid on specific, the model or specific implementation, I said, okay, how can we just be still operate within a system, but, but have a little bit of, of, of you know, nimbleness, right? So the mm -hmm. system, I think, really comes down to, you know, what are you measuring, measuring every week, every month, every quarter? How are you... Um, adjusting course how are you comparing that to what you planned and how are you adjusting course what are the the methods for changing course when things are not going as you hope for and how do you continue to to kind of just create those course corrections along the way right i think that's really where the system comes in operate within a framework that has some flexibility based upon reality but also not just operate out of, out of a you know, what do you feel like doing today? You know, have have uh, some decisions around these measures and so forth. That's where I really think the systems have served us well. And we operate within the entrepreneurial operating system, the EOS, and we can mm. definitely go into that, how that has helped us in our business. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. And, you know, I, I, you kind the way you brought that up really sparked uh, something in my mind, right? And because uh, I've noticed times where I've had to implement uh, any sort of system or try to implement a system in a business, right? Uh, sometimes it doesn't work out the first time, right? And uh, I find that quite often. So, you know, you kind of brought something up there and I want to touch on how important is iteration in the process of dialing in your systems? You know, you said you kind of got to be a little flexible and you can't really be as rigid as you would say, maybe in the IT space, but how important is that iteration process in, in dialing in those systems? Yeah, I think, you know, the U.S. model follows like a 90-day 90 90 day cycle where every 90 days we reevaluate where we stand. I think in real estate investing, I mean, you probably want to do it even more regularly, but at least mm -hmm. every 90 days, like, okay, we think over, you know, the next 90 days, here is our occupancy level, here's the number of units we need to turn, here's our collections, and so on and so forth. You kind of set out that goals, then you monitor it 
monthly with your financials. And then maybe a quarter later, you look back and said, okay, this is how we, this is where we did well. This is what we didn't do so well. What is the next quarter going to look like? Where does our focus need to be to get back on track if we're off track or improving even further if we, if we are ahead, right? So I think that that planning, um, measuring along the way, and then adjusting at least every quarter, I think that's really important, right? Because we know things change. You know, it doesn't change overnight, but it does change relatively quickly in many areas. So that's what I've seen has been the best approach versus, you know, setting an, an annual budget and then, you know, three months later, we're way off track and we keep looking at this budget that is not going to be reality, right? Yeah. And so in that same vein, you know, you kind of bring up there, it's it sparked another question in my mind, right? So how important is uh, kind of uh, mixing this, these systems, right? Obviously, uh, you want to make sure you're on track, but how important is it to set good goals in order to make sure those systems kind of fit in within that framework? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, when we when we have a property, right, we hit we had some initial underwriting and a certain return to our investors, we always need to keep that in mind, right? Said, okay, in order to meet this return, here's our gross income, here are our expenses, here's our net operating income. This is what we need to hit. But then going even, and this is a, a huge gap that we, you know, kind of discovered is at a general partnership, at a leadership level, we would say, well, you know, we're going to, you know, need to raise rent by $200 a month over the next year. Great to meet our performance. If we don't tell that to our PMs that this is their targets, if we don't tell the maintenance people that this is how much they can spend on turns, they may go off and do whatever they, they feel like because, you know, they're just doing the best they can. So closing that loop has been so important to us. So it's like, okay, you know, here, Mr. and Mrs. PM, you need to get to $1,100 per unit on all your new leases and renewals by such and such a date, right? Because otherwise, we're not going to meet our projections. You're not going to get a bonus, whatever that looks yeah. like, right? I mean, it's so huge. And that's something we probably struggled on, and we're continuing to refine that. So there is a clear understanding of what everybody's measured on and what's important for the survival or the th thriving of the business. And does that kind of go hand in hand with saying, you know, you know, you mentioned earlier that you wanted to be able to create systems and procedures for basically other people to be able to go do this, right? Uh, you did that in your IT background and you're doing it now in real estate, I'm assuming. So when it comes to say, um, you're working with a virtual assistant or property manager or whatever, right? Are you building your systems with that in mind in the background saying, hey, we need to be able to hand this over. Here's, here's how this procedure works in our systems. It needs to be operated this way. Yeah, I mean, you know, there you rely on, you know, rely on your property management company to produce, you know, the data that you need, right? But then you then have to have, I think at that, at the, at the level we're operating at, you know, as a, as a general partner, as owners, we are in there to correct course, right? So we've said, hey, here are the targets you need to meet. Here are the, you know, here are the approvals you need to get into before you turn a unit, all these different things, right? Once we've created the standards, the processes, we then expect people to implement it. Then it's our job to correct course if we get off track, right? So, you know, I feel like this is a, this is really where, you know, let me step back. A lot of people are like, oh my God, I hate meetings, right? Well, at this level, meetings are an inevitable part of running a business, right? Because you cannot make decisions unless it's just your stuff and you own everything and you have no mm -hmm. to answer to, yes. But as soon as you have partners, you have to have those discussions. I think that's really important to run effective meetings that deals with the outliers, 
You know, if something is off track, deal with that. So yes, we start by running the percent. And if something goes off track, we find out, okay, what's wrong here? And how can we, how can we fix this problem? Right? Is there a communication problem? Is there a process problem? And then we go back and, and, and create those. But I don't know if that kind of answers answer the, the question. Yeah, 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 for sure. Because I think, you know, when you're building a business such as uh, such as you've done, you know, uh, you're going to be working with a lot of individuals, right? And so if you have tasks and, and you need to change course or whatever, right, change your system, uh, and those people are operating that system in whatever capacity, right, you need to be able to clearly communicate how, you know, where we're changing course, what needs to be done, all that kind of stuff. So that, that, that definitely answered my question. Um, you know, and using systems and whatever you can call automation, any of that stuff, using that stuff effectively, it's, it's really a game changer when you're making a business, right? Because you want to be able to um, smooth out the bumps, right? <laughs> and do some of the stuff and apply leverage. Um, one thing I've noticed since getting into the space, though, is that some people kind of tend to run with that leveraging and maybe go overkill, like they want to leverage everything out, right? And uh, uh, I kind of want to talk about, you know, are there some items in your business as a GP and your real estate investment firm that you just kind of draw the line? Like, no, we can't, we can't build a system around this. This is going to have to be manual. We're going to go through, and this is just something we got to do. There's not really a system we can put in, in place for this. What are some of those, those tasks I would get, I guess for, uh, for your business? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, um, so let's think, you know, talking about reviewing monthly financials, right? Yeah, of course we have a budget and we have, you know, um, variance from the budget, but you know if we're ten percent off on somewhere, that's you know it's like okay we're ten percent off of income. We need to dig in. That's that's where the system ends. We're ten percent off, right? Okay, then we have to dig into it and say okay, what's the problem? Oh, we had high delinquencies or low occupancy, whatever it is. And at that point is where that <laughs> I think the the GP team needs to step in and say okay, how do we get back on track there, right? So I think that that you know we can we can do a lot of reports, we can do a lot of automation there, we can use systems, but at some point we have to step in and put that human, you know, thought onto it, right? Maybe AI can do that for us in a little <laughs> while, but for now at least I think we should do that, right? So, you know, so and I know we can take automation and systems to a whole nother level compared sure. to what we have done, but I do think there is that human touch that we need to, you know, that that feel. I mean, I I have a, a one of my old mentors. He's this guy is literally eighty years old, right? I was at his office last week, and the way he tracks his metric, he has a whiteboard where he writes every PMs what their occupancy in their portfolio is, their collections, their delinquencies, their rent per square foot. It's just a whiteboard. Well. That's a system and it works for them and it keeps people accountable, right? So you don't need to get too fancy because people all get to get confused and it's, you know, collecting the right data. So it's a balance for sure. I think it's a huge point, right? Because you can you can really overdo this. You keep, you know, iterating, whatever, trying to better your process, which is good, right? But again, you don't want to overkill. You gotta you gotta have a system that you're gonna use. That's the important thing, right? You don't want to implement a system that just you're not even gonna use. So I think that's great. Uh, earlier, you mentioned EOS. Talk to us a little about EOS, how you're implementing that in your business, what that looks like uh, on the real estate investing side. Yeah, entrepreneurial operating system. You know, the, the book traction that maybe the one most people are aware of, but it's literally like seven different tools uh, that we can put into a system, into a business to start getting them organized, right? And the biggest impact I have seen on that is working with my partner. Him and I have done, I don't know, 25 deals together or something. And he is the 
property manager because they're all in a certain region of the country. He's the property manager. And he had grown very organically for the last 20 years. Suddenly, more and more units came online. Suddenly more, and they got started getting spread out a little bit. And I was sitting here, you know, I'm a couple thousand miles away. I was like, oh, my God, this is starting to get chaotic. I could see it at, <laughs> at a distance. So I basically said, we got to, you know, I said, hey, I recommend that you get something a process going here right and the us is is great for because it's not industry specific you can be a property manager you can be a you know a ups store whatever it is yeah. right you have to have that system and it basically you know it starts with accountability do you have the right people in the right seats are they accountable for what they need to do right and most people you know they just have these organizations everybody's running around doing whatever they feel like you know you got to get Get the right people in the right seats, and then you start thinking about, you know, are uh, what kind of scorecards they have, how are they being measured? So important, especially in real estate, right? If we don't know what we're measuring, we don't know how our deals are performing. And then you go into running good meetings. Hey, you and I in the corporate world, there's been meetings that are just, you know, driven us crazy. <laughs> you learn how to run good meetings. And then you go into planning and rocks and everything else. But it's a great system and you know, something I'm super passionate about. I'm helping a few other businesses implement that that right now. Yeah, that's very cool. It sounded like you you recognized a need for some sort of organization, right? For a process, system, strategy, that kind of thing. And you were able to implement that actually in the business that you guys are running. And and so far, it seems like you like that, correct? I mean, you like the system. It's, it's work, working successfully for you guys uh, throughout your real estate investment firm. Yeah, I mean, any system is only as good as the sure. how well you follow it. But, you know, and this is one of these things, I mean, thinking back on the corporate days, right, I don't know what system, what what kind of operating system, quote unquote, the business was running. Because some of them are very large companies. So they probably had some sort of system and some did not have a system. They were just like figuring it out as they went along, right? And I do think once you go beyond a few maybe a handful of people, five, 10 people. If you don't start putting this stuff into place, it's going to become very challenging, right? You just run around, you know, and the, you know, pretty much hitting the ceiling and get overwhelmed and stressed out, right? So that's why I think it's so important. Yeah, there's there are other systems out there. You just got to pick one and stick to it, right? It's probably not perfect, but hey, it works and I love it. So Well, it sounds like it's doing great for you guys. So with that in mind, can you recall like a time or event where that system or any other system that you've implemented in your real estate business have has prevented uh, something from slipping through the cracks or, or or a major like error occurring, say an underwriting or whatever? Can can you give us an example of that? I think um, I think the key thing here is is um, sorry to think about it. Maybe just with. The accountability. I think that's what really has helped us. Like, hey, we know that financials are due on the 15th of every month, right? In the past, it was like, yeah, best efforts. Like, we know <laughs> if you don't meet it, then you're failing on a key deliverable in your role. And, you know, you probably shouldn't have that job anymore, right? So, just that, I think that's the key thing. It's just the accountability. People know what they're responsible for and what they're being measured against. And that's really the most important piece. You know, has it has it helped us in a major way? Um, I think the other thing that's helped us is you know putting the right people in the right seat and getting mm -hmm. hired, identifying some key hires that has really helped us 
understand how, you know, taking the what's happening beneath the covers, right? What how our actual income and expenses looking from in within within the business itself. So yeah, I think that's that's been helpful. And I think it's I think it's great too because it sounds like it's not really focusing on lag measures, right? It's focusing on the lead stuff. It's 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 the stuff that you got to get right at the at the beginning, um, you know, when you're building th stuff out. And if you get those pieces correct, then not saying that everything else will fall in line and be correct, but you're setting yourself up for success if you do those things, right? And so I think uh, having that system, uh, it sounds pretty great, man. I'm gonna have to dive into it and check that out. Um, so you know, 2024 or 2023, we had some, some craziness happen. You know, uh, we all, we all know what it's like in the real estate world, but, uh, you know, 2024, um, things might be turning around. Maybe not. What's your focus as a real estate investor over the next six to 12 months? Um, yeah, I mean, 23 was a challenging year, right? There was a few deals that we were kind of like, oh man, this is, this is challenging, right? Floating rate debt and everything else, you know, expenses going up. I don't know that we're out of the woods yet from in, as a business, as an industry, right? Because they're talking about reducing interest rates and so forth, but it hasn't happened yet, right? So until that happens, we don't know. I do think what we really focus is on like, hey, we've grown a lot in the last three, four, five years. Definitely get a little bit better control over some of those deals that we have. Make sure we have them fully under control, right? And then looking at what's a strategic way that we can continue to push forward. You know, I know you and I are multifamily investors. Well, you've done some industrial, you've done some few other things. We are actually looking a little bit on the industrial okay. space too, because we can find some better deals there. So we're doing that too, right? But it's really an operation. Are we going to really tighten up our operation, get as good as we can with what we have, and then do very kind of strategic purchases going forward. But, you know, unless, unless there is, a compelling reason to buy something. We're certainly not going to just jump into something that doesn't make sense. Yeah, absolutely. I love that, you know, and being strategic about what you guys are doing and even exploring new opportunities. Again, you know, we, we've known each other for a little while. Uh, uh, you're kind of a, you've done a lot of multifamily deals, but, you know, being able to look at other asset types, like we could make this work with what's happening right now in the economy, the markets, et cetera, right? I think that's, that's pretty special, you know, and uh, we're going to be following along for sure. Obviously, you know, uh, we like what you're doing. Uh you and Jason. So good job. Uh, looking, looking for the best for you guys going into 2024. Jens, it's been an incredible conversation talking about systems, implementation, you know, what you've used in your, your previous career and how you've been able to do it in real estate. And then also what you're looking for uh, going forward in 2024. But uh, before we get out of here, how can the listeners find out more about you and what you have going on? Yeah, pretty old school. I mean, email is the best choice. Jens, J-E-N-S at open doors with an S capital.com my website at opendoorscapital.com and also me and jason have a another business that we're kind of running that's incrementumequity.com that's our website it talks about our joint ventures and so forth so yeah that's pretty much it people can find me out there on the socials too right but email is my best best way of communicating with me Awesome, Jens. Yeah, everybody go check out Jens. He's doing some great stuff. I've known Jens for a while now. Uh, we built a nice business relationship. So uh, Jens, we're going to be cheering for you, watching along in 2024. Thanks again for coming on the show, Jens. Of course, Danny. Appreciate it. Have a good day. Hey, real quick before we get out of here, do me a huge favor and leave a rating and review for the podcast. We're always looking to bring you guys the best insights and strategies for building our real estate portfolios and your ratings and reviews really help with getting top guest speakers that are the best in the real estate investing business. I promise this will only take you a few seconds and I really appreciate it. Thanks for being awesome, guys. Cheers.